Greetings, fellow humans. This is Pat Callahan uh, from All White Tukey. You're listening to another great podcast on the Four Eyed Radio Network. Hey, Anna, do you like getting stuff for your birthday? Sure. What if you could get something every month when it's not your birthday? That sounds awesome. It'd be like a nice little surprise. I'm down. Well, what you can do is subscribe to a thing called NerdBlock. Okay, now tell me how it works. NerdBlock is you go to this, you click on the link that's uh, connected to our uh, podcast description right now. You click on that. And uh, you get to choose what kind of block you want, such as different themes as sci-fi, uh, video game, uh, horror block, uh, and also just random nerd stuff as well. They have plenty, plenty of things. So what you do is you subscribe to this, mm-hmm. and then every month, a nice little nice little birthday present shows up at your door with random stuff that you have no idea what's going to be in it. So I get a surprise birthday present every month. Every month. I'm down. Sign me up. You get a free t-shirt. You get a bunch of swag in there. And depending on the theme they do, you can get anything. Awesome. So, yeah. So just go ahead and click on that little subscribe that's at the bottom of our little description. Uh, Click on that and subscribe. We'll get a little bit of a kickback. And you guys get awesome birthday presents every month of the year. Woohoo. Nerd block. That's right. Who are you going to call? Someone else? Yes, somebody else, because (laughs) our podcast is shit. If you want to listen to a better podcast, just type in anything other than not another B-Horrorcast, and you'll be greatly, greatly surprised on all the goodness that is out there. I'm, of course, Steve-O. And I'm Anna. And that's right. We introduced this uh, podcast because this entire month of the month of July is all Ghostbusters. Uh, so we'll be talking about, well, maybe I'll be talking about because this is this is my jam and whatnot. But uh, yeah, so uh, we actually just rewatched Ghostbusters. I don't know how many times I've seen this movie, uh, but still every single time. I try to make it a yearly ritual. <laughs> Where I watch it every year. And slaughter a goat in the process Mm-mm. to appease the Ghostbusters no, gods. No, no, no. <laughs> to appease the Ghostbusters gods, you have to... Busting makes me feel good on the couch. And then I have to uh, go, oh, I've been slimed. Yeah, that was an awkward t- thing. I'm just sitting on the couch and I look over and Steve's got his pants down and he's just full on First off, it. I was playing with my proton pack. So, um, Well, just... Okay. You can't just nickname your dick with your proton pack and expect to be able to get away with it, because I'm pretty sure you can't really whip out your proton pack in public. I have and I will. <laughs> Especially when the new movie comes out, I'll be... Boston makes me feel good. All over your face, neck, and chest. So In the middle of the theater? Why not? I don't care. Mm, okay. <laughs> well, whatever makes you feel good. So. And that's Boston makes me feel good. So. <laughs> um, yeah, so at least you're set <clears throat> for life. 
Uh, so anyway, so before we jump into this whole Ghostbusters theme uh, show and everything like that, and I totally forgot to grab swag, but we'll have to grab that stuff and take pictures later yes. um, of all the crazy Ghostbusters stuff that I do have. Um, plus, I have to also run and grab something in a bit. But um, Anna, how was your week? It was not too bad. I've just been doing a lot of um, updating things and trying to clean up my apartment because my apartment is a huge mess. Well, it was a huge mess, so now I've kind of been doing like a spring cleaning of sorts and just kind of like putting things away, finding out what I do and do not need, um, and just kind of like generally trying to maintain my living space. So... And I found out I have a lot of, like, random plugs and wires to shit that I have no idea what it's for. Huh. So, <laughs> I'm like... Maybe all ex-lovers cell phone chargers and stuff like that. No. Well, I have my... I ha- I've only had the, the four cell phones. Well, four uh. cell phone um, types. So, I mean, I think I've gone through, like, maybe six phones. Um, no, wait, no, it's been five, uh, five, uh, uh, models of phones, but I still have all of them in their plugs. So it's not that I have no idea what it is. I have to go through and figure it out. I think like a couple of them are like old, like digital cameras that I don't have anymore mm-hmm. for the plugs and shit. So, so if you guys can find those digital cameras, they're probably on eBay. They're full of nudie pics. No, nah, I never took nudie pics when I was young. Uh, I just ruined the moment, didn't I? Such a shame. I like to build this fantasy for people, and usually describe... I end up shooting it down. Yes. Yeah, just like all women in my life. Um. Oh, poor baby. So, speaking of being shot down, how was your week? Ah, uh, you know, being shot down, <laughs> day in and day out of my life. You know, that's how it rolls. Ah, uh, my week's been okay. Just uh, reorganizing the apartment, realizing I have way too much shit, um, and need to. Uh, clean some stuff up and put things away and all that greatness and fun stuff and a cat running around crazy like a bitch. Um, I will say this. So I did, I did get excited. Yes. So I'll be ordering it on Friday. So tomorrow when you guys listen, you guys will be listening to this. Uh, so the next day, um, I finally found it online kids. So you can find it online right now. If you go to actually the Sasquatch.net, click on that Amazon banner uh, you can actually go to Amazon and find the Ecto Cooler that I've been trying to find, and also the Twinkies. Uh, I found them on there as well. Though I'm very disappointed on the Twinkies aspect. Yeah. Meaning where the price for the Ecto Cooler, now this is a 12 like pack case. Mm-hmm. I think it's about 6.99, which That's I'm like good. not bad. I think maybe five, depending on if it's on sale right now or whatnot. The Twinkies, on the other hand, is like 10 bucks. For 12? For I guess 12 Twinkies. I didn't really research the Twinkies. I mean, mm. most likely the Twinkies is going to be a thing where I get it have one and go, I don't really like this, but I just bought it just for Ghostbusters <laughs> theme stuff. I have never liked Twinkies. Well, normal Twinkies are are okay, but these are like a key lime slime, they're calling it. Oh, that sounds awful. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. But, yeah, so I plan on buying a case of that. So hopefully with the next show we do for the next Ghostbusters movie, Ghostbusters 2, uh, we'll actually going to open up a can, drink it, see if it still holds up. And then add lots and lots of vodka if it doesn't. And, well, that's a, well. Even if it doesn't hold up, we're gonna we're gonna cut it with uh, some alcoholic drinks. So we're gonna come up. We're actually going. What I'm, I'm. This is why I'm saying it right now, and hopefully Anna remembers. But we're all gonna try to come up with our own drinks mixtures for the ecto coolers. What people can have. What people can do with them. Oh hell yeah! I'm gonna remember that because I'm excited. And then you can concoct it. But we have to come up with really cool names for them. Okay. So, uh, I assume it's got to be Ghostbuster well, related. <laughs> I I just said month of Ghostbusters, so I I won't know why I'd be like this is called a snopsh. <laughs> 
This is called a high C schnapps. I would call. Guys. Actually, what I'm going to call my first drink is is going to be called Hey Egon, here's your mucus. <laughs> I think you should name one that's called. Just have one that's named Back Off. I'm a scientist. Or one will be like. What did you do, Ray? Uh, no. Uh, what was it? What does it say? What did they? What does he say? He goes. Uh, oh, he goes. Shh. Do you smell that? Yeah. Um. And that one will be cut with Kahlua. <laughs> or something. But um. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So diving into Ghostbusters. So I think before we jump into our movie review and talk about our favorite parts and awesomeness and everything about this movie, mm-hmm. uh, we'll probably talk about. So when were you introduced to Ghostbusters? Um, I'm guessing you probably didn't get to see this movie until you were probably older. No, I was pretty young. I don't remember exactly how old I was, but I do remember I was I was pretty young. Um, it's just my parents would either change the channel or you know fast forward or whatever whenever the uh, like the whole conversation between Bill Murray and uh, Sigourney Weaver happened whenever she's possessed. Ah. So, because they, I mean, they, I was like, my parents were conservative, so they didn't want me to hear all that kind of stuff. But um, I do remember seeing the majority of the, like, I mean, all except for like the sexual parts. Um, I want to, I want to say it was probably like five or six. So I was pretty young. Oh, okay. Because I saw the movie. I'm pretty sure I saw the movie when I was four. Oh, okay. Uh, this has been a huge staple in my entire life, pretty much. Mm-hmm. One thing, in fact, actually, a uh, little key thing about this one: uh, Ghostbuster actually won, uh, was nominated for two Oscars at the 57 Academy Awards for Best Visual Effects and Best Original Song. Wow. Um, but well, it lost to actually, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and The Woman in Red, respectively. I don't even know what The Woman in Red is. Either do I, but I'm not clicking on it. So, of course, <laughs> uh, of course. <laughs> Of course, French. Of course, Ghostbusters became a huge, huge franchise. Not only was it a media franchise, but it included the 1989 Ghostbusters 2 sequel, yeah. which we'll talk about next week, and also it came out with two animated television series: the real Ghostbusters and the extreme Ghostbusters, and not to mention several video games. And now the reboot that is set for July 15th. So, what Anna and I are going to do basically is run down. If you haven't listened to any of our podcasts before, and this is the one you're tuning into, uh, cool. Go back and listen to the other ones because I hopefully they are good. But uh, this one, basically, we're building up to the reboot of the new Ghostbusters. So basically, we're watching the old, going into the new, trying to keep an open mind. And I'm, since I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan, I will honestly give you my honest opinion. And I'm not, and I'm not going into this movie hating it, and I'm not going into this movie that I'm going to love it. I'm going into this movie right now neutral. It does look good, but. To me, there's still some things where I'm like, mm, okay, and I'm just going to see what happens. I don't have high hopes, and honestly, I have a feeling, even if I do enjoy the movie, the new one, I don't think I'm still going to enjoy it more than this one, because obviously this is still like my favorite movie of all time. And also, it's been, what, like 25 years since the first time you saw it, probably more, and it still makes you laugh every time. Oh, it still makes so. me laugh. There's so many good parts. Um, I, I would be flabbergasted if there's somebody... Well, there is one person I did talk to that has never even heard of Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. Especially when I, I, I quoted the part where it's all like, mass hysteria, dogs and cats living together. together. And they were like, what? And I was like, Ghostbusters? They're like, I've never seen that movie. And I'm like, right then and there. like, You just lost all respect. No, I didn't lose all respect. <laughs> I just lost. I was like, well, I'm, okay. well, I'm no longer sexually attracted to you. So women, if you want to get into my pants... I have you to better do like say, you like Ghostbusters. All you have to do is just walk up and quote a line from Ghostbusters, and you'll immediately just rip your clothes off. You could literally just walk up and just go, "That's a big Twinkie." Um, 
That's a big Twinkie. Uh, but Tell yeah. them about the Twinkie. But yeah, so of course the uh, the project itself was uh, conceived pretty much by Dan Aykroyd, uh, fellow Saturday Night Live alumni. Uh, John Belushi actually was attached to the project because, of course, they starred together in Blues Brothers, and they were actually really good friends. In fact, uh, of course, like I said, I'm going to drop a lot of knowledge on everybody. With this stuff, most of you people probably already know if you're huge Ghostbusters fans, maybe you don't know, but John Belushi was actually attached to play Peter Vakeman in the original thing, and also as far as I'm, and also with certain other characters as like uh, uh, Harold Ramis was actually not going to play Egon, it was actually originally going to be uh, oh, Christopher Lloyd, uh, Doc Brown from Back to the Future. That would have been, uh, and also, uh, what's his name, the... Uh... The other character... Oh, uh, Winston Zeddemore, who's yeah. actually played by Ernie Hudson, I believe was originally, it was supposed to be Eddie Murphy attached to it, but... Which would have been an entirely different well, movie. Well, that's why I think it's so weird. Like, you could see how good this movie is, and then you're just kind of sitting there going like, okay, I could see these actors, but I don't think, like... Because Harold Ramis plays Egon with this deadpan of oh, just... Oh, I love his... his... Egon, it's amazing, and I just I don't think that they would because like these guys have such chemistry together yes. that I don't think that that could have been achieved by anybody else. Um, so I mean, don't get me wrong, John Belushi, amazing actor, Eddie Murphy, great actor, like, but it's just there's no way that that could actually be. Uh, I I don't think that they would have the same chemistry, especially with Christopher Lloyd because he's so like gruff and all over the place like it would have been entirely different egon Ray! entirely different movie. we have to go back to the future what are you babbling about <laughs> yeah. um we course, never went into the future <laughs> uh, and of course you know i believe uh yeah he might have actually been working on pretty much uh back to the future at that time because i believe back to the future was released in 1985 yes i believe you're correct but yeah so and of course you have great actors and actresses such as sigourney weaver and rick moranis as well attached to this uh project and also um i love sigourney weaver she's an amazing actress so i mean it's it's just a great great film different cameos stuff like that i mean fuck i don't know the actual actor's name which actually is going to sound bad but it's carl winslow from uh, family matters was in the movie as well so it's just it's just fun but yes so um yeah i i saw this movie when i was very young mm-hmm and it hit me at just the perfect time where Ghostbusters cartoon show came out. I had action figures. I had an Ecto-1. I had my own proton pack from the toys. I love the cartoon show. I was drinking Ecto-1 and everything like that. So it was just just a great thing. The only thing that was really shitty at that time was the Nintendo version of the Ghostbusters game, which is <laughs> fucking horrible. But that will be the last episode of this month where I talk about not only the brand new video game, that came out a couple of years ago. Um, Which is actually very interesting and very creepy. Um, the the old video games, comic books, and cartoon shows and everything like that. But let's talk about just Ghostbusters. Now, Ghostbusters, I know you're thinking, this is a horror podcast. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's not really horror, but it does have supernatural aspects to it. And it's also, you know, comedy. So works both ways for me. So Dan Aykroyd, being a huge fan of the paranormal, aliens, and stuff like that, wrote this movie. Um, basically went through a bunch of different changes. Technically, they were supposed to be, like, introduced dimensional uh travelers and one of the creatures that they met through their travel was supposed to be the state state puff marshmallow man and stuff like that i mean there was a bunch of different like technically the suits that they wear in the actual movie and the actual packs they were actually going to have those huge packs they were actually going to be little wands attached to their like gloves that they would whip out and 
capture oh. ghosts like that. So, I mean, the movie went through a bunch of changes, but I absolutely love. You know, I kind of like the proton proton packs better because as weird as it sounds, it kind of makes it seem more believable in a way that, uh, than just like a wand. Like it just seems like it seems a lot more scientific to have these huge packs that are like running on, you know, like what is it like atomic energy basically like it's just it seems or like nuclear energy or something it seems a lot we all more... have an unregistered nuclear accelerator attached yes. to our backs yes i love how he's like switch me on and egon just edges away from him and that's the thing Egon, oh Egon's just egon not saying anything his facial his facial expressions Reactions. And reactions to stuff is just is just pinpoint amazing. Like Harold Ramis, rest in peace. You were a phenomenal actor, writer, and just his comedian. comedic timing. Timing was some just of that. Well, he was originally on, on SU uh, SV. No. SUTV, SVU SCTV, SCTV. Thank you. Canadian, yes. Yeah, the Canadian. He was on that. Rick Moranis was on that. John Candy yeah. was on that. I mean, a lot of great people. And that's what I also liked about, you know, Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray were both on Saturday Night Live. I mean, this is like kind of like the like that's the thing. Like the kind of movies that we're seeing now is like when you see these cast members from Saturday Night Live all working together. I mean, that's how those movies were, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day. Like Saturday Night Live, these were just kind of things that kind of, you know, built it almost off. seemed like a Saturday Night Live like side project yeah pretty much you know um but yeah such a great thing so yeah so of course i'm like i'm trying to think just everything about that i mean technically like everyone always talks about their dream car mm-hmm. like everyone's like oh i want this they always me i want the ecto one that would be awesome. i want to roll up in that bad boy that would be amazing it would just be so cool like i love that vehicle so much um also i gotta give props to uh dan Aykroyd with especially just with his timing with things and like his reactions that are so opposite to like Bill Murray and Egon's reactions or uh, Harold Ramis's right reactions to things like whenever they go into the uh, the um, fire station mm-hmm. and like they're both like well this is pretty crappy and he just comes down and he's like this pole is great this is awesome when can we move it and he's just so like over well, about I, I everything think that, i think the best part about that is just the fact that he's walking and he's like i don't know i think the price is a little high egon what do you think i think this place should be condemned the pipes are def- you know the, yeah. the uh, total destruction of uh you know wires um oh yeah the wiring looks terrible the uh the low bearings look rusted and shredded. i feel like this place should be in a uh, d- demilitarized zone or whatnot. Yeah. And then you just have Ray just all like, does this pole still work? This place is awesome. He's yeah. like, we should totally test this place out. We should I'm, totally stay here tonight. Like tonight, I'm gonna go get my stuff. Like, yeah, and just like the woman, the look on the woman's face is like, oh really? And it's just, oh man. Again, like just the chemistry between those three is just so spot on. It's just great. But yeah, so uh, I guess like I'm trying to think like as much as I can talk about this movie and milk and everything. So one of the things actually I did get from actually one of our sponsors that we now have from NerdBlock is actually we got the Tobin Spirit Guide, which actually they mentioned in the Ghostbusters movie, which I'm surprised. I don't know if you know if you noticed that, but the part where they're all like, oh, we should talk. Yeah. And then Egon's like, oh, you should check out. So this is the actual Ghostbusters edition. I did post like one of the pictures on Facebook. And what I actually really like about this, it not only has a bunch of creatures from the movies, the um, the cartoon show, but it even has stuff from the uh, video game as well. And the artwork is incredible. It's pretty cool. So they even have like animal spirits and all this other stuff. But yeah, they um, they even have Cthulhu in it, which was super exciting for me. 
Yeah, they have a lot of great stuff. So if you actually did get Nerd Block uh, last month, yeah, Cthulhu is in this and he's actually uh, unclassifies. Um, well, yeah, because uh, he's a god. <laughs> well, not only that, well, t- hey, well, yeah, I Zool was a Zool god. Was a yeah. god. But Cthulhu is just the most badass god you'll ever see. So, uh, but yeah, so uh, I guess uh, I guess uh, just like yeah, I can talk about Ghostbusters day in and day out. I mean, they just had everything, and the fact that I like that they were scientists, and the fact they were just like um, you know all this kind of stuff, you know, just all the technology they had and they put together and things like that. But there is a there's a part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Where they're eating Chinese food. Now we'll we'll go into I, this. Actually, might be one of those movies where we talk about all the great pieces of just cinematic history. <laughs> but it's the part where they're eating the food, and Bill Murray's character, Peter Bakeman's all like, "Okay, we should gather some petty cash together. You know, uh, do we want to keep this client. We don't want to lose her." And then Ray's like, "This is all the rest of the petty cash." But then I look in the background, and there's literally like three arcade games fully working in their firehouse going like maybe if you didn't spend money on that guys you know kind of thing i still um, think it was probably vankman's idea to get the arcade games because i mean also like if they're just hanging out there all the time like waiting for a call they're gonna have to do something so i'm sure that was his idea but yeah so anyways back to the actual goodness of this whole ghostbusters uh thing so basically you know the story starts off basically there's a librarian in the you know New York City Public Library, and uh, she goes down to the you know the basement of the thing and starts spooky stuff starts happening. And of course, there's a spectro down there, and she gets flabbergasted. And then of course, title sequence comes in, gives you a little taste of that Ghostbusters music, which we played in the beginning of the show. And then the and then the movie just 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 takes off from there. Like I honestly am thinking about it, like there is no dull moment really in this movie there is no part where i'm literally sitting there going oh when are they gonna finally fight some ghosts when they're gonna finally fight some ghosts like mostly superhero movies i'm kind of always doing that like in the yeah, back of my head you're, you're kind of like, waiting and waiting like when and is waiting. action yeah. gonna happen when is this gonna happen was that i'm like oh origin story i don't care i know you captain america the nazis <laughs> created you you're now hydra i don't care captain america yeah like no i'm just kidding i know people <laughs> listen to be like he's not you're a liar kind of thing no so. he's hydra in my but, mind, he's always going to be Hydra. But actually, interesting fact also, according to uh, Dan Aykroyd, the spirit of John Belushi was on the set of Ghostbusters, and that's actually the Potato Ghost, a.k.a. Slimer. Oh, was really? designed after uh, his mannerisms sometimes and things like that. But, oh, how cute. Of course, they get called down, so they go to check it out. And just one of the greatest like scenes where, like, Vakeman, I like Peter Vakeman in this because he's, like, he's into it, but he's not into it, where he's like, you guys have been chasing around every nutbag that comes up with anything and stuff like that. And then I just like the time where uh, he's he's sitting there with they're walking they're walking in and it's like he's talking to Egon and Egon says uh, he's just all like he's like no this is big I mean these PKE readings and stuff like that are off the map he's like you know Egon this reminds me of the time you try to drill a hole in your own that's head. my favorite and scene. he's just all like I would have done it too I would have yeah if you haven't had stopped me it would have worked kind of thing yeah it's like, like it would have worked too if you hadn't stopped me and just the look he gives me is just like I hate you. <laughs> All that kind of stuff. But I love it. They go down to the uh, – and they even go down to the you know the basement. They're seeing stuff, and there's, like, you know, the ectoplasm all over the place. It's like, <laughs> hey, you get me a sample of this. And you just see, like, him, like, ah, hey, Egon, here's your mucus. But well, I, like, I love, like, he spends, like, an entire minute, like, after he gathers it, like, trying to get it off his hands, like, getting – like, trying to get it off his shoes and just, like, off his person. and just, like, it's just, it's like, it's just so great, his mannerisms in that. And then <laughs> I just like it where it's, like, every little thing, it's all, like – 
oh, I haven't seen book stacking like this since like, you know, 1975 when the, you know, something came out and they're just all like, cause yeah, no human being would stack books like yeah, this. Like no human would ever stack books like this. And then it wasn't like in, until finally like they walk around the corner and a bookcase just falls. And he's like, has this ever happened to you? And they no. both shake their heads. He's like, okay. And they keep walking a little bit. Then they finally see him. And they're all like, oh. and I just like that because they all are excited. And then Peter's just like, so what do we do? Yeah. And they're like, uh. he's like, can, I, I, can I talk to you? Can I talk to you over here? And he grabs Ray by the ear and pulls him back. And he's all like, what do you mean? You and he's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And then like Egon literally pulls out a calculator and tries to start the cat. He's like, stop that. Like, <laughs> I think one of us should try to talk to him. And they both look at him and he's like, all right. And he goes over to her. And he's all like, hi. I'm Dr. Vakeman. Who are you? Where are you from? And then just shh, goes back. He's like, all right, the regular stuff isn't working. And then Ray's like, okay, I have a, oh, yeah. I have a plan. Just follow my lead. Okay. Dun-dun, dun-dun. And they walk around the corner and, and Ray just goes, grab her. <laughs> and then just, and just them running out. It's like, what is it? What is, we'll get back to you on that one. And I love how, how uh, Vakeman's like, grab her. That's, That's your plan. plan. I'm sorry. just got overexcited. I'm just, you know, <laughs> things like that. And then I like, it's like, basically they get kicked off of their college campus being professors because uh, the dean is kind of a dick. And then I just like the fact that they're sitting there like drinking booze. He's like, we should go into business for ourselves. He's all like, well, this stuff is going to cost millions. How are we going to get the money for it? And then he's just like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Well, what I think is kind of funny is, like, you're saying that the Dean is kind of a dick, but if you think about it, like, basically, Vankman was just drawing a fat salary to do nothing. At least that's what it seemed like whenever he was down, like, he was doing research on, like, uh... Be, people being psychic well psychic but, with uh <laughs> negative energy uh negative yeah uh, negative reinforce- reinforcement yeah um which i gotta say like the kid who was uh getting shocked yeah he looked at first whenever i first saw him i thought it was um rick moranis rick moranis yeah so because i was like wait and i had to actually look him up and make sure that it wasn't him because i was like he looks a lot uh, like him. yeah well that's the funny part like he might have been just drawing a salary from them and everything like that but it's like uh you know spangler and uh Ray, stance was actually you know yeah. trying to like do something with him and they lost pretty much it's like he said he's like they didn't expect results and so like i've worked in the private <laughs> sector they expect results like you know all this kind of stuff but i like so then they're often going and they go to go you know pretty much bust some ghosts get some shit going and everything like that and of course did you get the side story of sigourney weaver uh you know dana you know what i love those whenever they pull out the loan like they walk out oh, and he just, yeah and he's like you're first not he's gonna, like, well, you're first not he's gonna like, regret this ray well first he goes well uh you didn't even uh oh what is it? he's like oh yeah lots of people have a fourth mortgage no, he's like a lot of people have three mortgages these days oh yeah and then he's like but it's at 16 percent like which is Massive. Uh, Egon's like, yeah, there'll be like $95,000 in the first year. year. Yeah. Uh, he's like, my parents left me that house. I was born there. I was raised there. Just like all And just like things. the look on his face after Egon tells him, it, it's just like, oh, shit. But yeah, then of course you run into uh, Dana and uh, she has yes. uh, her nice Ligori. Like, I really want to know if all apartments like that are in New York or these are just movie New York. So I'm pretty sure it's just mo- movie New York. But, Probably. Uh, of course, then you learn about her little supernaturalness going on. Now, I have to say the special effects with those eggs. I'm I've never researched like how they still did that, where they just made the eggs pop out of the uh, the yeah. carton and hatch and cook and everything. Like that I'm pretty sure there's probably a Ghostbuster fan listening to go, "Well, you don't know shit. I hate you." And it'll be like, "Shut up, Dad." And then. <laughs> I didn't know your dad sounded like that. He sounds like everything. But of course, uh, then of course you also run into Louis Tully, uh, 
Dana's uh, yes. neighbor, which is played by Rick, Rick Moran. Moran. And he is just, he's just genius in that movie. Like, just every little... Again, timing is everything. Oh, he just knows what he's doing and everything. He's just so good in that, like... <laughs> I love whenever he gets locked out at the party, he just goes, let me in! Let, <laughs> just, let me in! Just um, how he cracks his voice and just his mannerisms and, like, how he hunches is just hilarious. So then, of course, you know, the Ghostbusters are pretty much broke they got nothing going on they're waiting to see if anything happens with dana after she came in and pretty much spoke to them and i i actually just like that thing it's like well i don't believe in any of that stuff when they're all like oh maybe past you know maybe a past life you know intruding on real life experience and she's like i don't or clairvoyancy she's like i don't believe in any of that stuff and then fake just like i don't believe any of that stuff either yeah and she just looks at him like really uh one of my favorite lines in that though is when he does go back to her apartment and they're looking at just all those little quips he has he's like what's yeah. in, he's like oh that's the best room nothing's ever happened there a crime yeah uh i also just like the fact when he's about to leave he's like you know what i come home every day and i just have my work that's it and then i meet you and there's the same problem i have yes mr vacuman it's you he's all like all right i'm gonna go for broke i am madly in love with you will you please get out and then she threw me out she thought i was a creep so i was a geek probably wasn't the first and she just goes, "You are so odd." Oh, I got it. I know how to fix your problem. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fix your little ghost problem, and then you're gonna be like, "Pete Vakeman is a man and gets stuff done." I sure I will. I wonder what makes him tick. I wonder what makes you tick. I wonder. And then he's just all like, "No kiss goodbye." <laughs> well, then one of the greatest things in every cinematic movie is uh, they're upstairs, pretty much got nothing going on on a Saturday night. Everything's kind of dismal and everything like that, and. Of course, Janine, their secretary, gets a call. Oh, oh they'll yeah. be very discreet. And then comes the greatest line ever in cinema history. And I don't even care. I mean, there's a lot of great lines, but this is probably one of the top, you know, five is, We got one! And then this music kicks in. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. It's so freaking good. Then they go down the, they go down the fire pole. They change their outfits. You get to see the Ecto one. That's the best thing ever. Sirens come on, and they take off. Get to the hotel. Yeah. Oh, it's just genius. Hey, did anyone see a ghost? <laughs> and then you get to meet John Belushi. Uh, sort of. Not yet. Basically, they come walking in, and there's the, you know, of course the guy who's like oh yes everyone knows about the 13th floor uh, but it's been quiet for years and everything of course of course and just the, the just the banter and humor just going into the elevator with the the guy smoking the cigar bite your all, head off so like yeah someone uh saw they called the exterminator there's a cockroach that must be one hell of a cockroach yeah bite your head off man those damn new york cockroaches and then i just yeah that's the best part where they're sitting there in the thing going like yeah, I, I blame myself that I haven't fully, you know, tested this. Uh, it just immediately he just goes, I blame you yeah, too. Yeah, I blame you too. And then he's like, <laughs> all right, well, there's no time like the president. Switch me on. And, and then, then that's he, when he Egon switches does that. on and then starts leaning away, like, to the point where he backs up behind Peter Vankman. And Vankman just looks at him like, what the oh, hell I just like that doing? line in, with Vankman just sitting there in the elevator. He's like, oh, yeah, why? Why worry? We all are wearing an unlicensed nuclear accelerator strapped to our backs. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, yeah, then, yeah, just they... The woman comes out after they get out of the, out oh, of the plane yeah, and the shoot maid. The, the maid. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, that was a good test and everything. Like that. He's like, maybe we should split up. He's like, yeah, we can cause more damage that way. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, then you finally run into Slimer. And one of, like, 
I don't know what it is, but still these special effects, I know they're dated, but they still hold up to me. Like I they think do, I yeah. think the slime and I know Slimer's like a puppet and how they did everything, but he still looks amazing. He still looks just like this, you know, kind of which is so weird because in the cartoon show they gave him like those like really high pitch kind of yeah you know, they kind of did <coughs> but in the in the movies kind of like oh you know like Ow, like really sounds like, like a kind of like a growl more than yeah a... so of course then uh uh ray sees slimer aka he was never actually named slimer they didn't really give him a name until actually i think the cartoon show he's finally named slimer yeah but uh he goes you know he goes to try to capture him and just that whole like I just like when he sees him and has the cigarette in his mouth, and he's just like, and his mouth opens and the cigarette falls out, but it doesn't fall. Like, like it's, it's just stuck like to his stuck. lip. Fakeman, Fakeman. All right, I guess I'm gonna have to capture it myself, and then like see him switch it on and shoot the thing, and then just crashes the thing. And I just like it where he's like, Fakeman, Fakeman, I saw it, I saw it. It's right here, Ray. He's like, it's... he's a fat son of a bitch, isn't he? He's looking. He can hear me. He's I think he can me, hear you, Ray. Oh, he's a quick one, that disgusting slime ball. I think he can hear you, Ray. <laughs> Ah! And he's all like on the floor when he finally finds him. He's like, he slimed me, Ray. He's like, oh my oh, god, great. physical contact. Yeah, he's just like, that's great, physical contact. And Bill Murray just looks at him like, uh, but I love it. He's, Spangler, Spangler, Vagman, uh, Vagman. He made contact with him. Great, save me a sample, Ray. He's like, it just went into a ballroom. <laughs> and then one of the greatest things where they're just in that ballroom and just, uh, just. Yeah. When they start shooting the the proton packs off and everything like that, he's like, "Oh wait, I forgot to tell you something." Don't look into the trap, and Rayka or Egon goes, "I looked into the trap, Ray." Oh, you're <laughs> skipping things. Well, it's I'm trying to speed it up a little bit. Why are you trying so. to speed it up? We got plenty of time. Do we? Yeah. Okay. Why? Do you have some place to be? You got a hot date tonight, Anna? Is that it? No, oh. I wish, but no. Um. Yeah. No. You had to, you. First off, the reason why I have we will speed it up apparently, but I had to get to this. <laughs> crucial line in the movie i forgot to tell you guys something that is very bad what don't cross the streams oh, yeah. cross why not cross the streams? something bad will happen i'm all fuzzy on the whole good bad thing <laughs> that was pretty funny imagine every particle in your body exploding at once oh, total proton reversal so that would be bad okay right thanks egon <laughs> so i mean you have to get that line in because that's an important that's that's the first time in my lifetime when I ever knew of they're setting it up for something. Oh, yeah. I did not know that. When my little youth and stuff like that, because when I saw that shit happen at the end, you're like, holy shit. Oh. Kind of thing. That, that was a little bing. You know, when yeah. they, like, you always, now that's the only problem, though. Ghostbusters has trained me for every time something comes up in a movie. I'm like, nah, it's going to play an important part now. Yeah. Um, you're like, oh, that's going to come up at the end. But they did it so subtle and everything that going like, okay, that's all right. But yeah, of course, they catch uh, Slimer. Uh, they, we came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Yeah. What do you have? There's a five class, a class five, or yeah, class, class four, class four floating vapor, a real nasty one too. Now, what I like about this scene and not too many, I didn't notice it until I got a little bit older when I was watching this, but he's all like, well, how much is it going to cost? Well, we're going to have to ask you, if you look at Egon this entire time when Bill Murray's talking to me, he's like, we do have a thing going on with proton charging. So I mean, you look over and Egon's like this. Oh, really? 
And he writes down, he's like, so that's going to cost you like four big ones. And then he's like, and of course we got the, and then Egon's like with like another finger coming up to his face. He's like, so that's, so that's a special, but yeah, it's going to, he's like $500, $5,000. Well, that's not going to, it's like, well, we can just put that thing right back in there. You know? So yeah, that's the thing you have to watch with Egon. Egon's like sitting there and he's like, you can see Vakeman writing down stuff, but he looks over at Egon. Egon literally just kind of does this like the four and then the one. And then he does like one on his face or whatnot, where it just looks like, but like, I didn't notice that until like a couple of I it must have been when I finally hit my teenage years where I'm like, Oh, I never even noticed that. Actually I think I pointed it out to my parents at one point where we were watching it. And they were like, I've never noticed that before. So I thought that was always clever. And then of course a great montage comes in. You got actually some really good cameos here. You got Casey Kasem yeah. talking on the radio. You got Larry King yeah. uh talking about stuff and uh I'm Casey Kasem. I'm Casey Kasem. And of course the boys busted it out with a gruesome spectro over at the disco and then stayed the rest of the night with dance with the ladies for the rest of the evening. Yeah, I'm dancing Casey. either way with the re- yeah with the lovely ladies who noticed the disturbance. Um, but yeah, so they're getting big. The Ghostbusters going on, and of course, uh, they're kind of wondering about. Of course, they're getting backed up. They need help. Who they hire? Winston Zeddemore, aka Ernie Hudson. I love how he just goes. If there's a steady project, oh, yeah. I will believe, believe in anything. Anything you want. Well, great, you're hired. So yeah. he goes down to the base with them. They got a new crew member, and of course, then we introduce to the Dick. Or Dickless, I should say. Yes. Walter Peck. Now, this guy's impeccable. Now, I remember actually seeing... <laughs> <laughs> I actually remember seeing Ernie Hudson and the man who played Walter Peck at uh, Phoenix Comic Con, actually, the first year I went. Mm-hmm. I actually believe I do have pictures of their Ooh. panel, so I will have to post those on the the uh, Horrorcast thing page. But, yeah, they... They were just great. They were funny. They talked about great things and stuff like that. And, like, he even was talking about, like, when the State Puff Marshmallow blows up. Oh, uh, yeah. He did not realize how many pounds they were going to drop on him. He was just like, oh, that'll be fine. And he was like, it was heavy. Well, yeah, because it literally looks like they just dumped about, yeah. like, 300 pounds of liquid on him. I and mean, just like, holy crap. So, of course, uh, Bill Murray being Bill Murray or Peter Vakeman being Peter Vakeman kind of tells him to you know, piss off, you come back with a court order and I'll sue mm-hmm. your ass for wrongful prosecution. That's how I learned a lot of my lawyer stuff. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, uh, Egon's downstairs going like, uh, it's like, how's this grid holding up? And Egon's all like, well, it's all like, imagine this, uh, imagine the, everything, the psychokinetic energy is this Twinkie, but imagine this Twinkie is, you know. Yeah, he's basically it, like saying 90- the normal amount of psychokinetic energy is the size of this Twinkie. With the most recent activity that's been going on right now, imagine a Twinkie the size, I don't remember what size he's, it is. I think he said like three, 35 feet long and weighing approximately like 900 something like pounds, and then Winston's, Winston's just because, like, that's a big twink. Yeah, just the, again, just the delivery and the timing. He just goes, that's a big twink. And then I just like when he comes, Vakeman comes down, he's all like, so how's the grid holding up? And then Winston's just, just like, tell him about the Twinkie. What about the Twinkie? Um, <laughs> so, of course, then uh, they find out a little bit more about Dana's, you know, apartment, the whole Zool, the demigods, the Gozer worshippers, and all that crazy, crazy occultist shit. Um and then, of course, uh, yeah, Gozer the Gorzarian, you know, a demigod, uh, worshipped as um, a Sumerian, a shape-shifting god of destruction. Um, so, of course, uh, he's supposed to meet with Dana. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, so just a random interesting historical fact. Um, the Sumerians were actually one of the first recorded, well, I think besides the Egyptians, um, it's one of the first recorded, like, actual languages. Um in just history in general. So that means, like, uh, according to this history, basically, like, one of the first cultures in civilization was worshipping this thing. 
Which is just kind of like an interesting fact. So it just kind of gives you an idea of like how old it actually is. Well, not even that, but it also kind of shows that, you know, uh, Dan Aykroyd, you know, he's big into this stuff. So he actually did his, you know, he actually did his research back and was like, hey, let's try to get all this kind of stuff that could actually work. Um, So, of course, uh, Dana gets possessed and same with Louis Tully. Uh, they become the gatekeeper and the, uh, key, the key master, master. Well, which is actually Zool, which is declares itself as the gatekeeper. And then a similar demon, uh, Vince Corthol, uh, the key master, which uh, his his him getting attacked is pretty like oh, yeah. Dana's was scary. Arms pop out of her chair. Slide her into her kitchen. There's that demon dog, and then like his was just hilarious. He's like, "Okay, who, who brought, brought the, the dog? dog? <laughs> oh God, I think someone brought a bear to the apartment. Oh, oh, I'm gonna have to bring this up at the next, you know, board meeting. Like, yeah. I'm gonna have to bring." <laughs> and, then, and just he's like, "Somebody let me in!" And then he just gets attacked. And I love how like in the the restaurant, all people can see is just he turns his back, he throws his hands up, and then just slides, slides down, down the glass. You can't see anything of the dog or any like it's just great. But, uh, I'm sorry, the dog slash frog. Yeah, I don't uh, demon dog or something. But anyways, yeah. But yeah, so they get possessed, and then they have to meet up, um, which is a bad idea. And then what I love is though like his little interaction with Egon when he gets dropped off at the Ghostbusters sta- uh, station, where he's all like. Uh, do you want some coffee, Louis Tully's? All like, do I want some coffee? Yes, have some. Yes, yes have, have some. some. Yeah. Like always, little, and then literally he picks up the phone when it rings. He hands him the phone, and then you see Liam just literally picking up the. And like, I'm really curious though, how many of the stuff was actually scripted, or how many of the stuff was actually just ad lib, and they were just trying to just do their own like. <laughs> I'm thing. sure a lot of it was ad lib, but I love also in the background whenever he's got all the like the uh, electoral like the the nodes on his head and stuff. Um, like you mentioned it to me and I remember seeing it at one point, but oh, like the... it shows the actual, like it's on Louis Tully's head, but it looks like the dog head. And, like, oh yeah. Little... Like on a little TV screen. Yeah. Like the, the thermal in- imaging is showing a dog yeah, which head. Which I always thought was such a head. cool, like little thing going yeah, on with that. Yeah, it's a cool little uh, Yeah, they also, they, yeah, then he has like the, he's all like, oh, and then in a, and of course in this period we had them come back as a giant slore. Oh, many Zools knew what would be roasted in the deaths of the slore that day. I can tell you that much. Yeah. Um, and then of course Walter Peck shows back up, tells him to shut down the, the grid. Um, and then they pretty much, uh, that's what I love is like, so everything basically goes, all hell get, breaks loose. Ghosts are flying everywhere. Everything that was in their containment unit is gone. When the trap, you know, when the, the trap gets when the light is reopened, green, the yeah. trap is clean. Um, I totally forgot to mention that great line. But so basically, then Walter Peck tells them, and that's why I love. He's like, he's like, this man, these men are responsible for this thing. And then Egon's just like, your mother. Like it's the only time <laughs> I've ever like, seen like Egon like get, get like, mad. Yeah, so good. And it was so great because he's like, this is your and uh, Bill Murray's like, we're not going to be held responsible for whatever comes out of that. And he's like, shut up. Yeah. And then he's like, these men are responsible and blah, blah, blah. And Egon just goes, your mother. Yeah, and straight tries to punch him. him. I was like, what the hell? So the Ghostbusters go to the courthouse. They have to talk to uh, the mayor, Lenny. Um, yeah, that was great. Um, Lenny. Lenny. <laughs> just uh, his face. Well, he's like. But that was great. He's all like, so you tell me this is true? He's like, where's where's Peck? And Peck comes in. He's like, that's right. I want these men. You know, they put on a light show, basically bullshitting everything. That he's like, he's like, hey, everything was running fine until Dickless here shut off the machine. And he's like, is this true? And then Bill Murray's <laughs> just all like, yes. It is true. This man has no dick. 
which I absolutely and then I love like whenever he gets kicked out of the room and Bill Murray's like I'm, I'm gonna, gonna have to send you he's like I'm gonna send you a, a fruit basket I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss him, him. <laughs> but yeah he's like sir I can tell you I've been with the company for only a couple of weeks but I've seen shit that will turn you white Right. <laughs> and then just all like mass hysterias, boys bundling, forty-eight years of darkness, mass hysteria, dogs and cats living together. Uh, yeah. So then basically, like I like what he says. He's like, but Lenny, he if just, I if I'm right, then you. He's like, if I'm wrong, we're, nothing yeah. happens. We go to jail. Yeah. But if I'm right, Lenny, and yeah. just his face is like, what? Yeah. What if you're wrong? <laughs> if we're wrong, we'll go to jail peacefully. In fact, we'll enjoy it. Um. But if I'm right. But if I'm right. Lenny. You would have saved the lives of thousands. thousands. Uh, or, no, you're right. It's of millions, millions of... Potential voters. Yes. Um, and just a look on his face. is like, oh, all right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So then the Ghostbusters show up for their final showdown with the Sumerian god. The Ghost of the Grizzarian. Uh so they have to go up the stairs, which is just great. <laughs> where the elevator's broken. It's like, what what floor did you load? The 20, 23rd. <sighs> What floor are we on? We're on... Uh, we're in the teens. We're in the teens. All right, when we get to... Uh, 20, let 20, me know. W- w- I'm going to throw up. He's like, when we get to 20, let me know. And then I'm going to throw up. Yeah, I love when they, they finally get there, and it's like, where is it? Down the hall. And they're just like... <sighs> of course it is. <laughs> and it's all like, where the stairs lead? They lead up. <laughs> and I love how, like, uh, like something falls, oh. and he's like, all right. Yeah, like, there's, like, an earthquake or something, and then Bill Murray just stops and goes, all right, all right you, go, 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 go. Like, <laughs> And they show up, and uh, of course, uh, the two, the keymaster and um, the gatekeeper, turn into their massive dog forms. And mm-hmm. then, of course, uh, who comes out of the thing is uh, Gozer, the Gozerian. Sexy woman. And I just love when she walks out, and then she's just sitting there, and then she's like, All right, go get her, Ray. Yeah. <laughs> Gozer, the Gozerian, you have uh, the right to leave this dimension at the nearest dimension as possible. Uh, gives this whole spiel and everything. Then she's just like, and I like that because he looks back at Vakeman, and Vakeman's like, like yeah, yeah, good. All right, that's good. Good enough. Thanks, yeah, right? And it, like and turns like, away. Yeah, like, then she it turns back and is like, "Are you a god? Uh, no. Then die." Ah, <laughs> Ray. Next time someone asks you if you're a god, you, you say yes. <laughs> All right, this chick is toast. And then <laughs> I just show this prehistoric bitch how we do, do things this in New York. Da- no. Sorry, did I screw up the line? You always screw up the line. You have to see, Anna. This is, this is why you gotta learn how to tell, tell stories, right? You gotta learn, build it up, build it up. They come back. All right, pull out their wands, turn on their proton packs. Let's show this prehistoric bitch how we do things downtown. Oh, downtown. Throw them. My bad. Come on, we just watched this movie. It's not like you're me and you've watched it every single day of your life. Exactly. It's not like I'm you. <laughs> I haven't watched this movie every single day, and I don't jerk I off to it every I afternoon. I didn't say every so. single day. I said every single year, and I only jerk off to it twice in a blue moon. Um, twice in a blue moon? So wait, so twice a night whenever the blue moon's happening? Or no, like... just when I'm drunk on blue moon. Oh, okay. And so then you jerk off twice? I don't know where we're okay. going with this. Anyways. Anyway, so yeah, so then she... <laughs> Oh, she disappeared. Like, we did it. Because we, have... we neutronized her. Yeah. yeah. We have the tools. We have the talent. And of course, that's not over. And then she's all like, "Choose your destructor." We don't understand. Oh, I get it. I get it. Whatever, whatever we think of is gonna pop up and destroy. So we think of J. Edgar Hoover. He's gonna show up and destroy. So everyone just clear your heads. Clear your heads. Everything's good. The destructor has been chosen. Too loud. Oh. 
what? What? I didn't choose anything. And of course, we get one of the greatest things known to man when it shows up. The state puff marshmallow man. Well, I just love like, right. Well, you missed your own favorite line. Like right before it shows up, it shows him walking and they just go, what did you do, Ray? Well, you were having a mental breakdown. <laughs> no, I was just having random shooting pain on the side of my head, but it went away. So, um, but yes. And then what cracks me up is he actually looks happy whenever he comes around the corner. Well, he's just like, yeah, he's just really like, happy, like, la, la. I have to say, like, with the everything, with, well, that's what I love. It's like he comes around the corner, and then he finally looks up, and he just roars at him and just has this hate face. Yeah. And he's like, oh. And then he's all like, not in my church, roast him. And they shoot him with the proton packs, and he gets a little on fire. Now, what I love about this thing is the fact that – Again, when you watch these movies multiple times, you have to start looking at the background of everything and stuff like that. So I've, I only picked this out a couple maybe years ago with the State Puff Marshmallow Man, but he starts climbing the building. They take off running because they realize we hey, we can destroy this. It works both ways. The door swings both ways. We have to cross the streams. Mm-hmm. So basically they're all like, nice working with you, Vakeman, and everything like that. And what I love is so they cross the streams. They're shooting at the door. And what I love, though, is the State Puff Marshmallow Man literally climbs up there, and he just has this look on his face of just like, Oh, like don't do this and of course it explodes and dumps all over uh everybody Gregory peck or whatever his name is uh, walter peck's character everybody else but in the entire ghostbusters crew is covered in marshmallow except vakeman and a reason why i think with vakeman because he kept getting slimed at the beginning of the movie and also we found out that the director found out his proton pack was actually heavier than the rest of the crew because by like 10 pounds because they found out that uh, he did his best humor when he was angry (laughs) yeah so basically and i think that's that's why they kept sliming him so much as well right just because he was funnier whenever he was pissed yeah so they're just like we're just gonna make him irritated (laughs) so his entire movie so i'm surprised he actually came back for the sequel well, hey, I mean it's Bill Murray. He's a good sport, so. Um, but yeah, yeah. So of course Garfield, we, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have any regrets? Garfield, Garfield maybe. maybe. <laughs> no, right. This is like the second horror movie slash supernatural movie that we talked about with uh, Bill Murray actually in it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, of course. Then um, you know, evil is vanquished. Everybody's good to go. And uh, so I didn't know this, but uh. Uh, Gozer disappears, everyone leaves happy and all, and they get in the car and you see Slimer leaves. But here's some fun facts because it's a great movie. We'll get to our review, like what we're going to give the movie and stuff like that. But I, I didn't know uh, I didn't know some of these little fun facts and everything like that. So uh, Ivan Reitman, the director of uh-huh. the movie, was the voice of Zool and Slimer. Oh, really? Yeah, in the actual uh, thing. Also a bunch of people, it's like, uh, oh, Ron Jeremy, the porn actor, actually made, oh, had yeah. a cameo in this. Um, really? Yeah. When? Um, I uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Oh, was he like one of the doormen or something? I don't know if he's one of the doormen or just somebody in like one of the background thing. I think it's when the 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 thing blows up. Uh, the building blows up and there's a crowd of people out there. He's probably like one of the background characters. Uh, um, the movie concept was inspired by and Dan. He's just Ak- like, look at my huge song. <laughs> probably, but the movie's concept uh, was inspired by Ak- uh, Ackroyd's uh, fascination with the paranormal. Ackroyd convinced. Uh, it as a vehicle for himself and his friend, uh, fellow uh, Saturday Night Live alumni, John Belushi. The original story was written by Aykroyd. It was very different from what the you know eventually was filmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, is in fact the group of Ghost Mashers travel through time and space and other dimensions to combat huge ghosts, of which Stay Puff Marshmallow Man was many of them. Uh, they wore SWAT-like outfits and used wands instead of proton packs to fight ghosts. The original storyboard showed them in the 
that kind of attire and everything like that, which is kind of interesting. Uh, firehouse Hook and Ladder Company 8 is the firehouse that was actually used in the movie in New York City. The firehouse used as the exterior of the Ghostbusters headquarters. Oh. Um, the building is located on Varick Street in Manhattan. So I have to make sure to make a... Yeah, we need to go out of Manhattan. For that kind of stuff. But before we dive into our reviews of the movie and things that we really liked about it and all that kind of stuff we'll talk about. So IMDb, usually they give a little synopsis of what their movie's about. So this is three former uh, uh, psychologists, uh, psychologists, I should say, uh, professors set up shop as a unique ghost removal service. (laughs) Uh, That's an interesting way to describe it. Okay, so IMDb gave it a 7.8 out of 10. Oh, it's a parapsychologist. Parapsychologist. So 7.8 out of 10. Yes. Okay, so then Rotten Tomatoes, uh, they gave it a 97%. Wow. Audience scored it at 88%. Weird. Which is actually kind of interesting. I wonder if they have any of the negative reviews on here. Well, I can always see what the audience see. Let's see. Uh, Oh, this one gave it one and a half star. There are select number of films held in such high regard in pop cultures that every uh, financial critic, them, uh, console Harris, like Star Wars before. Ghostbusters is a film which seemingly everyone is aware of, and even if you've never seen it, you can probably hum the theme song quotes. I don't know even why you gave it one and a half star. You didn't really have anything. I'm wow. just looking. I'm just looking at audience reviews right now. <laughs> wow! If the vitriol being spewed online is any indication, Ghostbusters is a film that can only be enjoyed as an adult through nostalgia. Unfortunately, I did not have that option. And was forced to suffer through this extremely trying film without the happy childhood memories. You know what? You can suck a dick. You this person, of- I know this is considered a classic comedy, but I found it surprisingly unfunny and hardly laughed. This person actually just did it on June 28th of 2016. So, Molly Rabbard, you're probably too young and probably a whore. Um, probably. Uh, yeah, for the most... Oh, so boring and unfunny. Okay, just because you're dumb and you can't get the fucking jokes, it doesn't mean it's not funny, you piece of... Sorry. Uh, I mean, I get the... Wow, this guy. <sighs> this guy, uh... Hmm. Sam- okay, your name is Samantha B, and you have a picture of a dude. <laughs> I used to give it a two and a half stars. Mm-hmm. Graphics were bad, but that was the early 80s. Mm-hmm. But acting could have not been. Hmm. Do you do you, what do you, what do you do what for a living? What does that mean? I want to know what you do for a living. I'm going to track you down. Yeah. The Sorry, acting... we could not find the page you were looking. Oh, of course, I click on his fucking thing, and his thing is no longer there. <laughs> fucking piece of shit. Wow. wow. Aside from Bill Murray, there really wasn't anything watchable about this movie. I've never been a fan of Harold Ramis, and Rick Moranis is usually just playing a silly, goofy guy, and that's just what this is—just silly and goofy. So then, why did you rate it two and a half stars? Oh, you just read that one. So the the Amanda C. Yeah, I'm calling people out on their bad reviews on this. That was Franz H. Well, this person here that you just read can only be enjoyed by nostalgia and yada yada. yada. The Amanda C. So I guess the C stands for cunt. Let's click on your picture. Let's see if you're available. Oh, you are. You have a hundred. Oh, you're fucking friends with these people. <laughs> oh shit, this is somebody. What? It's somebody you know. Well, it says some. Or these are just telling me the friends that I know. Profile summary of nothing. Huh. Wow. Somebody was like. Oh. Could it be cornier? Kelly? Yeah. Her bio says, eat, sleep, skate. Who is Amanda C? Do I know this person? Amanda Cunt. Yeah, I want to see it. Even if I meet her in person, I'm just going to be like, oh, hi, I'm Anna. It's nice to meet you, Amanda Cunt. Or maybe it's just talking about my friends. Yeah, these look like all my friends. I was like, there's no way they know all these people. Um, (laughs) No, it says, eat, sleep, skate. 
What else is there? But then some of your movies are pretty shitty that you picked as your favorite movies. Like what? Uh, Son of Rambo. Seriously? F- yeah, about favorite movies. One of them is Son of Rambo. Mm-hmm. You're dumb. Yes. Uh, you have, let's see. What was the one I just saw? Oh, you have... Uh, Okay, so big fan on the series. The movie was somewhat lacklustery, misspelled, and disappointing. Nicholas D., you are a dick because you t- apparently don't know how to spell and you don't know how to read your shit before you fucking post it so you can go to hell. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how you could hate like this movie. Did like, did you get? The only thing I can think of, did someone get like raped? Oh, that kind of stinks. One of the persons, one person posted and just said, "Great film, but why have they cut out the library ghost at the start?" So they gave one poor, one star for poor editing choice. So that one I can kind of understand, just because like whatever version they watched didn't have the the library ghost at the beginning. But still, do you really have to vote it one star like overall? Ooh, like, a variety staff thinks he's awesome. Hmm. Oh, there's a variety. Review of Ghostbusters. Mm. This should be... Uh, this is from Variety Staff. Ghostbusters is a, is a lavish, produced 32 million, but only intermediate, impressive, all-star comedy lampoon of supernatural horror films. Okay. Oh, wow. I just, I just don't understand people. Yeah. All right. Well, fuck you guys. I enjoy the movie. You're not going to change my thing. But then again, you gave... Yeah, but even the like the critics that said like the one critic that said only intermittently impressive, that's still acknowledging that it's a pretty damn good movie in spots, even if you don't think it's like the entire movie's good. Like, but again, I mean, honestly, if twelve percent of the audience doesn't think it's a funny movie, it doesn't surprise me because I know that there's a bigger percentage of the population in general who just has a low IQ. So. I can't really get too upset about it. I just got to assume that that 12% is just one of the, like a group of the I'm, idiots. I'm just starting to believe people just like don't like things. I even just went to the Back to the Future uh, just to check out some of the reviews. Because I got like 96. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at one person who said like, it's big, cartoonish, empty with an interesting premise that is underdeveloped and overproduced. Wait, how can it be underdeveloped and then overproduced? <laughs> Oh, God, people... Do you mean the story's underdeveloped and then the special effects are overproduced? You might want to... Because that just that just sounds... It, Otherwise, it's just counter... You literally just put two words together that you thought were yeah. big. It literally, at that point, it's just... It's um, it's an oxymoron. Because it, it contradicts well, itself. Well, two negatives make a positive, so... I don't know. Anyways, I should really <laughs> stop reading these people's reviews on something that I absolutely love. Because it doesn't really change my mind or anything like that. But it without just further ado... frustrating, yeah. I would say, without further ado, Anna, out of five... Stay Puffs? No. Twinkies. Oh, of course. Out of five Twinkies, five out of five Twinkies, what would you give Ghostbusters, the original 1984 film? I would actually give it a four and a half out of five. Four and a half out of five. Yes. All right. Any reason why? Is there something that lackluster that you didn't like? or? Well, I mean, there's some spots where it's just kind of like an awkward comedy, and I don't really like like the... Uh, like... Awkward comedy kind of embarrasses me sometimes, so it's hard to watch, like, which is one of the reasons why I don't like watching, like, a lot of, like, I don't like watching movies with, like, lots of bathroom humor, and I don't like Adam Sandler for the most part, because the majority of his stuff is, like, physical comedy or someone just making a total ass out of themselves, and it's, 
it makes me uncomfortable and it makes me not enjoy the story because of it. And they've got a little bit of that in Ghostbusters. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the story. I love the delivery and I love all the actors, but I would still rate it like a four and a half out of five just because that's um, like, I feel like it's an awesome movie, but I wouldn't necessarily rate it as one of my top 10 personally, but that's simply because there's so many movies out there. I was trying to remember that, that guy, Ivan Shandor. So it's just, yeah, that's but yeah, it's just sort of like whenever it has like those awkward comedy moments, like whenever she like, whenever we didn't, we just did one. Uh-huh. We just did that awkward comedy moment right there. Did we? Did you not like that? Did we? No, it's, it's it's going right now too. It's still oh. just this awkward. No, I, weird. Anyways, feel, you just you just feel weird in your skin, don't you? So, but yeah, it's just like this the whole. Whenever Eddie Murphy is going through Sigourney Weaver, I mean, Eddie, wow, Eddie Murphy, wow, Bill Murray, what the fuck is wrong with me? Uh, <laughs> Shit. But yeah, whenever Bill Murray is going through Sigourney Weaver's apartment and just like the awkward like interactions that, that he has with her, I'm just like, ugh, it, ugh. it just makes me cringe sometimes. <sighs> so, but yeah. Uh, that's just my own personal no, preference. I'm ev- sure I know a lot of people enjoy that type of comedy. No, ev- hey, like hey, everyone's allowed to have their own opinion. Of course, do idiots on uh on tomatoes, but um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's my reading. Okay, what about you? Uh, out of five Twinkies, I give it ten because <laughs> it's amazing. No, I don't give it ten Twinkies. I give it a really big Twinkie. Yeah, I was gonna say five giant Twinkies. Five, five giant Twinkies. So I got ice in my mouth, guys. So I'm but yeah, weird. love this movie. Everything about it is great. Like I said, all month of Ghostbusters. So next month will be our next not month. Next week we'll be talking about Ghostbusters two, which is actually I'm kind of curious about this one. Um, I would say tweet us at B Horrorcast because I want to know if people actually like Ghostbusters two. Now I'm not saying you like you have to like it over the first one. I can understand if you, but I know a lot of people don't like Ghostbusters two. In fact, we we're we're trying to figure out the age group with it when everyone first first saw it because I know. Eric, um, uh, from Socially Awkward, and that he doesn't really care for the second one, but Matthew and I really enjoyed the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it just hit it at a certain time point when it came out, because this one came out in 1984. The next one comes out in 1989. Mm-hmm. And that's when Ghostbusters, we were already enveloped in the cartoon show, the world and stuff, like in that entire world. So the next thing you know, this is might have been one of the – I don't think this is the first movie I saw in theaters, but it's definitely one of the movies I remember seeing in theaters at that age. Yeah, I will say I didn't see Ghostbusters 2 until a long time later, um, but whenever I first watched it, I remember like not getting a lot of the jokes. So I think like if you were like – I think I appreciate it more, like, watching it the second... Like, I appreciated it more watching it the second time around and, like, appreciating, like, the nuances and the acting and stuff like that. But whenever I first watched it, I was like... It seems like with the whole River of Slime thing, it really seemed like they were just stretching it. Well, so, like I said, it's... It, I still enjoy the movie. I'm not saying it's... But obviously... The yeah, I'm not saying still, it's bad. I'm just saying, like, but, that's kind yeah, of how no, my mind a, works but I'm just, But I'm just curious, it. like... So, yeah, so hashtag us at BeHorrorCast with Ghostbusters 2, yay, or Ghostbusters... 2 nay and tell us either you like the movie you didn't like the movie maybe what you didn't like about it and uh, next week when we talk about this movie we'll bring up all your comments and stuff like that to have things to talk about and uh, I'll hopefully find a little bit more research on Ghostbusters uh, 2 when we talk about all that good stuff and then of course uh, uh, the movie next movie comes out I believe in the week 
Uh, it said it comes out on June 15th. June 15th. So that's what, next week? Yes. Ooh, okay, so yeah, so we'll probably then, yeah, so we'll watch the one movie this week, talk about it, and then we'll talk about the... And then we'll probably watch uh, the new Ghostbusters on what, Saturday? Because <sighs> it comes out on Friday? It comes out on Friday. I'm planning on... Oh, okay. Well, we'll see it as soon as we can, and then, I don't know, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you guys updated on whether or not we wait until well, Tuesday to do the show, or do it like as soon as we finish watching the movie. I was about to say, if, if we can see it on Thursday night, mm-hmm. and we get home and it's not too late, I might just... Just knock it out. Just get it right out, done with, and people can, can wait. But, yeah, of course. So, again, uh, you can find us on www.facebook.com uh, backslash notanotherbhorrorcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at bhorrorcast. Don't forget to check out all of our other lovely sponsors like uh, uh, Raven Revenge Lover Designs, illustrated designs that feature personality samples and inquiries. Visit revengelover.com and all the other shows on the 4i Radio Network. And also, if you guys have any paranormal experiences you want to email us about, or if you have like little tidbits about Dan Aykroyd or you know Harold Ramis or whatever, hit us up uh, at uh, notanotherbhorrorcast at gmail.com. Um, or if you just want to say, hey, Anna, I hate you, get off the show. Or if you want to say, tell us how hot you think Steve is, and just let us know. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, But yeah, so. But yeah, other than that, I got nothing. Other than that, we're ready to believe you. <laughs> yeah, hey, that works. Maybe we should switch that to the sign-off from, from now on. We're ready to believe you. We're ready to believe you? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think the Carbonacta one kind of works pretty well. Yeah, that's true.